Welcome in, folks. It is me, Fantasy Blue Chip, also known as Jagger May, here in real life. Uh, with me is <laughs> Justin Herrera, also known as uh, Fantasy Jesus. And with me is what I don't know what that sound is. I'm, I'm having a hard time shoving through. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chuck Bass, uh, our favorite basshole, and you can see him on his blind dates with podcast and then the host of divots and pivots uh his time is almost over and by time i mean um i mean that golf yeah, is, is not going to matter anymore here pretty what soon. do you mean we're getting right into the playoffs after this week come on there's playoffs what does that even mean for yeah golf? we still got like another month of playoffs after this week oh okay um uh, well <laughs> there's still golf going on apparently but it's a uh, it's training camp anyway mr leduc mr sophisticated yes, yes. host of divots and pivots he does golf that's important i just had too many concussions to care about more than one sport um with that being said we're gonna get right into the meat meat of it we're all here this week we had a guest fill in uh because stuff happens and people have life uh unfortunately Sadly. i do not Sadly, yes. we have lives. It's a bunch of bullshit if you yes. ask me. And nobody did ask me. Yes. Yes. Um, especially Chuck. He, he does stuff. Andrew's got kids. I'm just a lonely motherfucker with two dogs. Um, <laughs> and, and a girlfriend. Uh, she just works. Um, with that being said, we're ramping up the Dynasty Cup. I'm going to get that rolling here pretty soon. We've already got all of our analysts in there. We're going to open up to you guys, so look out for that tweet tomorrow. We're going to invite all of you guys in, and the people with no lives, we're going to have a real Dynasty draft, and that's some bullshit that uh, me, Andrew, and Justin are in that we were talking to off show. Uh, heads up, if you're going to do a Dynasty draft, don't have a defense and just flex IDPs. There's so much wrong with that. Um, but we're getting to the news and nonsense, guys. It happened. Everyone's surprised. I'm not. Alvin Kamara is probably going to get suspended. That's what happens when you beat the living fuck out of somebody. Uh, we'll start with you, Chuck. Are you shocked? <laughs> um, uh, no, it's like I thought we all made peace with this uh, as soon as the video came out. So it's weird to see this hoopla. I guess it just makes for a good algorithm grab if you're trying to get some looks or some attention, see who's got the hot take. But everybody kind of has the same take. It's one of those weird things where everybody's kind of like uh, spitting out the same thing. And I get it. Um, I, I like it for, you know, our, I hate it. I, I like it. I like it for justice. Um, I hate it for what it's about to do to fantasy because it's finally going to be a move, right, to where like his ADP is going to go up where it's not a good thing. Uh, he's been a value all off season, So now he's going to get into that like last year's DeAndre Hopkins range who had that six game suspension for the PED. So he's going to climb boards regardless, which sucks. Uh, so draft now before the suspension comes up. Oh uh, yeah. Justin, you got anything? Uh, yeah, it's actually complete opposite. 
because at this point we don't know what the suspension is, is going to be. Like, what if it's like twelve games, like they gave to freaking Deshaun Watson? Are you going to draft him higher than his ADP then, huh, Chuck? Huh, Chuck? That yeah, exactly. That is some exactly. that is some disaster disaster preppers bullshit right there. Doomsday shenanigans. He ain't getting no twelve games. It's better to be prepared. It's better to be prepared. I'm gonna let all the other suckers do that. See if I I had a conundrum here. Alvin Kamara was my he was gonna be my running back four. And I clicked draft because I was just like, at that point, I'm like, that's just cash money. That's good value right there. If I have him as my running back for, and I already have my wide receivers all filled out, why the fuck not? But if he's looking at like your RB2, I don't want to trust that guy. That's six weeks that I might be losing because I have Alvin Kamara as my RB2. So, you know, it's all about whatever situation you guys are in. Yeah, um, Andrew, you got anything uh, to the end? Because like it's like to me, it's cut and dry. Just like don't draft Alvin Kamara. You never should have drafted Alvin Kamara, and anyone who told you to draft him probably was like kind of wrong. So yeah, that's where I'm never. I haven't been never anywhere unless it's been like he dropped all like wide receiver five or six status like that. And then I'm grabbing them just in case. Um, but no, this has always been, to me, this has always been that even if Kamara was there for the whole season, Jamal Williams is going to be a factor around the gold line. And, and Kendrick Miller, I think, is still going to be a factor because I feel like Kamara is, might slide into more of a receiver role anyways when he was on the field. So Jamal Williams and Kendrick Miller continue to be values that they are in ATP, ADP right now. I'm just like, I'm not a Kendra Miller fan. Jamal Williams is old, but there was a thousand reasons why you shouldn't have Alvin Kamara. He's old. He punched somebody. He's going to get suspended and they drafted someone. That's just like, like what's the opposite of a Holy Trinity, like a sake satanic quartet. Like, it's Three of those like, are reasons why I would want to draft somebody. I like that. I like everything. Minus the fact that he's, that he's old. Three of them are reasons that I would love to draft him. Um, just one of my guys from a you get them buddy standpoint. Chuck Chuck is the guy who in fantasy okay, basketball well, is- drafted Gilbert Arenas after he pulled a gun on his teammate. He said, "I like that initiative right there." He oh, said, "Give me my money." <laughs> Dude, he's an all he, he's That's an all timer. He's an all timer, and he's got almost thirty million in dead cap over the next two years. I think he'll be uh, I think he'll be a big part of the short term in the Saints with Derek Carr mm-hmm. dump off Palooza. That's my opinion. Off topic, I fucking love Gilbert Arenas. But, okay, nothing to add yes. there. Alvin Kamara, womp womp. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, this is a big one. Damn it, guys. I'm so tired. Like, like what The worst thing about covering football is for six months, all you're talking about are unhappy running backs. Like, it's like the third year in a row now. And then now it's, like, it's always your best guys. It's like, do, do we start adding that into our analysis? Like, like don't if a, if a running back's too good – don't draft him because he's going to have a contract dispute at least one season. It just, it makes no sense. Um, I'm going to put a spin on this. Uh, Let's start. Do you think he'll get traded? And then where will he get traded to? Andrew, we'll start with you. I I don't think he's going to get traded just because I think Jim Irsay is showing that he's crazy enough with his comments to where he's just going to give him the big, you know, double freedom rockets, uh, and just say screw it and keep him and let him sit around until he decides to play. Um, so yeah, I don't think he's going to get traded. I think this is, this is yeah. going to be a big problem for fantasy owners. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Ursa might trade him for an eight ball or something. I just like maybe not a player or something. And he's like been, that. He, he's coming to my house if that's the case. He's be playing. He's be my co-host if that's the going for us. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Like, like Ersay would trade him for the last Quaalude on Earth. He'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, do you think he's going to get traded? And if he does, who's going to buy him? Uh, I hope he gets traded. I don't know if you guys uh, uh, watched the mother show that me and Jagger were on, but I uh, put on a little thing where I said trade him. I threw a little fit. I said trade him. Please fucking trade him. Get him away from that god-awful line. Put him around some good players, and let's see what this fucking guy can do. Will he get traded? No, because Jim Ursay is just the – he is the epitome of an SOB. And I just, you know – Guy has a franchise because his daddy was fucking being a mafioso back in the day. And now all he does is uh, snort cocaine, drink beer, and run the Indianapolis Colts clear into the ground post Peyton Manning. So, and, no, he collects he a lot of guitars, to too. What's that? He, he collects a lot of guitars, too, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of his heroes were coke addicts. Got it. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, yeah, like, uh, like, like guitars are like the second coolest thing to do cocaine off of right after like a knife or a sword or some shit. So uh, especially if it's signed by Jimmy Hendrix, because that's just the dopest thing ever. Sword, sword (laughs) is number one, if that's an option for sure. It's number one. Like, like nothing beats us. Yeah. You just got a katana that's just lined up, and you go in Jim Mercy's office, and he's just like rails wood. He's like, I brought this sword out because you cut, so like I could just imagine <laughs> him cutting a player. Oh god! Even doing the, that shit off jokes. of a hunting knife, you're just like, I'll tell you, yeah, let's yep. go kill some shit today. <laughs> like. Like my uh, roster and fan base's dreams. Uh, so, Chuck, so Chuck, do you think he gets traded, and who does he get traded to? Um, so I'll reverse this. So I will say, well, I agree that the best move for him from a fantasy perspective and for his career is to get traded, and I would love for him to get traded to the Rams. Uh, seems like the most obvious candidate for me for a team that doesn't realize that they are in a win-now scenario, but they actually are. And if you don't have any picks left, why not throw a few more potential comps out there and try and be competitive? I think he would be great on them, even with uh, not great offensive line. I trust McVay more than I would trust anything else. So that being said, I think they pay him. They've got uh, some of the least amount of long-term contracts in the league. And NFL teams have four years, $50 million, you know, in dirty laundry in their wash. So I think he gets paid. I don't think Jim Irsay has ever done anything that really has stepped over the line. He's an asshat and he says stupid shit, but he's never done anything. That's like, that guy's a bad owner. Like he's really mistreating his players. Andrew Luck is why the Colts tanked. All right. It's on his shoulders. It's not on the owner's shoulders. He bailed on the team because he got hurt. Whose fault that is, is up for debate. But um, I, I getting rid of Jonathan Taylor for a reason like this, when they don't have any reason not to pay the running back with their roster in the short term, trying to build something. There's no reason not to. That would be stepping over the line and setting a bad precedent for potential free agents, coaching hires, whatever have you. There is a um, potential trickle effect here. I'm curious to get your guys' opinion on. Does 
someone like Jonathan Taylor, young and very capable uh, running back being on the market, do you think that forces the hands of guys like Jacobs, Cook, Elliott to maybe take contracts lesser than they were hoping to just so that they can try to get on a competitive team and take up a spot, take up a spot that might be interested in trading for Taylor, Mm. like trying to beat themselves, get themselves to a team before Taylor does at this point. Jacobs is the only one who belongs in the same sentence as Jonathan Taylor, but I think for sure. And that's, I just means more so like get the money while they can. Do you think they might start to have, instead of looking for the most they can get, they might switch their mindset to say, let me just take what I can from a capable team before they cross in the picket line. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you kind of, you kind of have to, let's say that you're a, I don't know. You're trying to get that last paycheck so you can buy your 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 car lot, whatever, so you can retire. Like you know, like yeah. you might you might need to play for like the vet minimum or something like that, or some mm-hmm. some some pennies or something like that. I, I don't know. My real question that I've started to think about, and I got this sinking feeling. Uh, anybody who watches this show or follows me on Twitter, I'm a massive Anthony Richardson fan. I think he's great. I actually just ranked him top ten today. But does this? And actually, Chuck's. Chuck's point makes me feel better that like Jim Mercy hasn't been an awful owner. He's been a dumbass owner. Like he just needs to shut up, but he hasn't been like bad per se. Like he's kind of taken care of his guys and they've always extended their talent. And maybe he is just playing to the market. And then maybe Jonathan Taylor really does just have the worst agent in the world. But are you worried about Anthony Richardson's development? Because you know what really, really feels good for young quarterbacks need development? Having a running game to lean on so that you don't have to throw the ball 30 times a game. Uh, does this worry you guys for Anthony Richardson? Chuck, we'll start with you. And then, we'll, oh, straight from the bottom. We don't give a shit anymore. Um, <laughs> um, Chuck, we'll yeah, start with it, you. Yeah, it definitely would worry me because uh, when you're the only playmaker on the team, and speaking as of right now, that's not to discount the wide receivers or their potential development. But when you're the only playmaker on the team, you put yourself in high-risk situations to make something of yourself, which is what happened with Justin Fields. And Justin Fields carried the team like amazingly last year from like an excitement standpoint, but it doesn't necessarily translate to wins, doesn't necessarily translate to you know great EPA per play, anything that you would want to see out of young early development. So. Um, I think, though, it's necessary to re-sign him because he is, like you said, you said it, um, that, that about him belonging with Josh Jacobs. He is on that short list of guys that I think can revolutionize or at least high-power a running game without terrific offensive line play or terrific scheming. He's in a very like, – Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. He may not be as good as those guys, but he's in that tier of, like, game changers. So, For sure. For sure. Um, anyone else worried before we move on to uh, injury? Well, I am just – it's funny that you bring up injury just because they the Colts have already suffered um, Zach Moss breaking his arm. Um, so they're, they're really down to behind Jonathan Taylor, whether it's just in a backup role or taking his place because Taylor does get traded. We're, we're looking at Evan Hull, the rookie, and Deion Jackson. Now, Deion Jackson has proved somewhat capable, but um, I, I do agree that they have no choice but to sign – Taylor back or to to make Taylor happier is what I should say because yeah. behind him there's really nothing proven and are they really going to run out a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back to to run that offense this year I, I can't see how that that would work for sure and you actually bring up an excellent point Evan Hull you should have already rostered him and if you're mm-hmm. talking to folks like me Evan Hull like he used to be called college to Canton CMC because if you're in those type of leagues in there like like this guy's an excellent 
uh, pass catcher, and I think he could have made it on the field even with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Sure. Yeah, JT is going to be your RB one, but Evan Hall can do it all. He's a he's a willing blocker. Uh, I think out of the like receiving backs, he's probably the most underrated receiver that came out of the, the class behind Jameer Gibbs. And I don't say that lightly. Like, he's very good. Um, so definitely pick him up. Um, they picked up a guy that I don't know his name and I don't care about. So until preseason starts, we'll move on for that one. Uh, Cooper Cup. <laughs> Cooper Cup uh, tore his hamstring. I, for one don't own any Cooper cup and I got flamed for rankings that we'll talk about later. And this is a reason why, like when you get 30 years old, these injuries start to creep up. And when you think about how bad the Rams are anyway, you kind of felt good about the Rams. If Cooper cup and Stafford might be able to recreate even 75% of that magic would have been really good. Justin, how do you feel about this injury? Um, Are you worried? Do you think you should have already been fading cup? Are you panic trading? Where are you at? Uh, no, I'm not doing any of that type of stuff. Uh, I'm just going to let Cooper Cup uh, show you what he can still do because him and Matthew Stafford, like you said, if you can get 75% of what that was, you're going to be on fire. And last year, they showed you that for the amount of time that he was on the field, whether they were win, lose, or draw, they were producing. And that's because Cooper Cup is by far the most talented player on the field Rams versus whoever. He's the most talented guy on the field. And, you know, for that, I'm going to go ahead and keep him. And then I'm going to trade him like midseason because that's the best time to do it when somebody else is kind of having like their issues at the receiver position and they're saying to themselves, I need that star receiver to put me over into that championship, um, you know, situation or put you in that picture. They're going to come knocking at your door. They're going to say, hey, what do you want for a 30-year-old Cooper Cup? I'm going to say, mm-hmm. I want at least and a first and a second, if not two first. That's that's insane. I would never trade that. <laughs> like, I would never. Like, yeah, like, sign I, up I, for I the Cup now, folks. Get in the Cup yeah. while you can. Get the- <laughs> yeah. I was just like, like don't get in Justice League because he's going to try to bend that ass over. <laughs> <laughs> Bend you over the road, show you the 50 states. <laughs> Andrew, where are you at on the Cooper Cup situation? Uh, panicked because not because I have any shares from I don't, but this maybe I it, it's still just too recent for me. But this was Keenan Allen for me last year, hurts his hamstring in preseason, and then they keep saying, Oh, he'll be back next week. Next week, I, I forget what fair, week he came Keenan back. Allen is Keenan Allen every year, though. Fair enough, but this, but with hamstrings, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time talking with you know Brian Scott over at the injured the injured uh, podcast um, last year, and this just reeks of potential. What Keenan Allen was last year, where it's just drawn out, you don't know at the beginning of the week. It looks like he might be back that week, and then next thing you know, he's he's doubtful come Friday, and you're, you're scrambling. And I don't, I want nothing to do with that. I can't do that two seasons in a row. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, Chuck, you got anything? Like you, you like old guys, according to your wide receiver rankings. What's up? <laughs> I, love, I love old dogs. That's why this one hurts the most. Because um, it really, you know, it's so many factors that are negative around Cooper Cup, let alone him as a player. I mean, who I love, he's great, right? But it did kind of feel like this was going to be a last hurrah for this team. You don't just have Stafford, who feels like he's one foot out the door. You have McVay, who's flirted with 
retiring. You know, the three oldest players on the team are the guys with the are the only guys who have the biggest co- or three or more year contracts. I mean, like this run is coming to an end. Um, there's bound to be a shakeup, whether it's acquiring another star wide receiver, which they thought they were doing last year, but they had their head in their ass with Allen Robinson. So, I mean, this window that he's had, you know, he did what he did with a great quarterback playing at a high level and zero other competition. And I do mean zero. Um, so his opportunity to still be a top five guy, I think is jeopardized, which is what people are still going to value him as like Justin said over the next couple of years. Um, so I just think that this is like just one that you chug your drink and uh, tip well, because it was a good run. Yeah. Like, like you're probably holding if you had him on a competitive roster and like mm-hmm. Justin said, you're hoping to eat that ass week six. You're like, hell yep. yeah, baby. If someone will give you a first, you need to giggle your ass all the way home. Just like, there's a bunch of teehees, take a shot to call your mom and tell you love her. Because uh, to me, this, we're at the cliff right here. So we'll stop there with news and nonsense. We'll pay some bills and then we're going to talk rankings up next. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSSDynasty to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent Good girl. Yes, folks, it is rankings time and we'll start with uh justin's rankings here it, like, like it's preseason and now as you guys are starting drafts um we'll try to compile a list for you guys to argue about and tell us we suck on twitter so uh with justin's um his are pretty scratch at the beginning not really uh, a hot take a hot take uh garrett wilson at wide receiver two i i love it i love the balls i love the moxie explain the move sir if i'm you justin what a pro it had to be somebody every once in a while i get caught up into it <laughs> <laughs> but anyways garrett wilson had nobody last year and he still finished 21. You know, he still finished only 30 points behind Jamar Chase, who was in a super-powered offense. Guess where he finished? 11th. So I'm looking at this as Garrett Wilson's getting an upgrade, a real upgrade in Aaron Rodgers. They're already seemingly, like, connected. They absolutely love throwing. He loves throwing the ball at Garrett Wilson. So why not take that big step forward? And go ahead and say Garrett Wilson is going to be wide receiver two for at least the next two to three years. What Aaron Rodgers has so far guaranteed Garrett Wilson, he will be his quarterback. Yeah. Um, no arguments for me. Um, like the Aaron Rodgers thing scares me a little bit, and I think Jamar Chase is hella talented and has Joe Burrow, so that's the only reason for me to have a uh, uh, Jamar Chase ahead of him. I'm going to go to your sworn enemy, Chuck Bass. 
What do you think? Four of enemy. Number two? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> well, how many shows have we done? We're, we're sworn enemies. No, I, I think Garrett. Well, I actually love his rankings overall. Um, the Garrett Wilson one is the only one that I could pick apart if I wanted to. But it's like you know how how granular can you get with this stuff? I mean, he's one. He's an unbelievably talented at such a young age. You know who else was Jamar Chase? So I mean, it's like you just flip a coin with these guys. My only concern would be, like you said. Jagger was that you know I think Burrow and Chase has a chance to be one of the all-time connections and I just don't feel that way about uh, what's going to happen in New York but I mean it's like okay are we playing three years are we playing 10 years it just depends on how you're looking at the equation so I'm I'm drinks up for it for sure for sure um the next thing well two of you had kind of the same thing so we'll leave the uh what I think is the AJ Brown disrespect for later. We're gonna have a whole thing. It's like so Andrew's painful. Entire... Why did I not bring yeah. that up? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, Andrew, because Andrew... you're literally spending my entire rankings talking about it. So we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, like it, it's I a love whole it. fucking I, thing. I want to talk about it. Let's go. I want to talk. Justin, about I'm just it. glad I wasn't Hold... the only one. We're on the same same wavelength. Yeah. Oh Hold yeah. it in, Justin. Hold it in because you two are on a team. But one I thought was a head scratch. You have Jerry Judy at wide receiver 15. Is this because of the recent injuries? Like, like that's like, that's bullish. Yeah. You love you some Judy right there. So uh, I'm all in on the Judy train. I'm all in on the Judy train. The guy is young, talented, extremely crisp route runner. Like I'm all in on that. What does that remind me of Devonta Smith? So all I'm looking at is can this guy stay healthy? He was healthier last year than he's ever been in his career. I think he's just getting better and better. Can Russell Wilson fuck this whole thing up? Yes, of course he can. But I have more faith that Sean Payton won't let him fuck this whole thing up. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with Judy as my number 15 because I think that he's really creeping up on that top 12, all just like Brandon Ayuk, who is actually broken into the top 12, a little bit higher than Jagger over there, weirdly enough. That's not the homeroom me, I promise. That's not the homeroom me, I promise. My whole thing about Brandon Ayuk, because like, like, like we'll all talk Brandon Ayuk in a minute. But like, yeah, I mean, like that was the only one. Like Jerry Judy, I guess now I want him more. It's 100%. Now that Tim Patrick is gone, it does make me feel better. Like everything right. has said that they love Tim Patrick. They said they loved Tim Patrick last year when they paid him. And the fact that, that uh, Sean Payton comes in and the hype kind of continued, it, it made the whole situation rather muddy to me. Uh, Jerry Judy, I think, is very good. I think he's probably a shade below Brandon Ayuk and Deontay Johnson as far as route running goes, but I think he's an elite separator. It's just been getting him healthy on the field and with a quality quarterback at the same time. And like, uh, like Sean Payton... Uh, like this is n- news to you guys. We didn't hear it. He said that whole situation sucked in Denver, and um, I don't think anyone was shocked. That was like the whole thing. He went in on. It. I've never seen a coach disrespect other coach like that. Honestly, I love it. It was like a wrestling promo. He came out like The Rock, and he's like, "I'm gonna come down and lay the smackdown on New York because the Jets suck." Nathaniel Hackett can't coach, and now I got his whole team. It was fantastic. <laughs> so I- I'm all in on Russell Wilson. Um. Where or well, excuse me, I'm all in on Russell Wilson and ADP, and I guess I should be higher on Jerry Judy. Uh, Andrew, where are well, you plus at? Plus, Cortland Sutton. Let's face it, Cortland Sutton has not followed through with his promises from what he had with Drew Luck. I'm officially calling it a fluke season. He just mm-hmm. rode the freaking train that was Drew Luck 
Drew Luck just kind of lobbed it up there and just said, and Cortland Sutton's like, oh, cool. No expectations. Let me go get it. And now there's expectations all over it, and he is totally but Jerry back. Judy has followed through with his expectations, right? Uh-oh. Well, I mean, he's done. He's done better than he's done better than Cortland Sutton has done. Here's uh, here's where, that's that's here's where I agree. Are you going to debate that, Chuck? Are you going to debate that? Has he done better? Debatable, absolutely, is debatable. Has he better? Has he done better? Has Cortland Sutton done better than Jerry Judy in these past two seasons? Similarly, I would not say better. I would say similarly. I don't think that you can who's, look. Who's who's both. older? Who's older? Who's who's limited? Who's limited in the who, routes? Who fits the traditional Sean Payton X wide receiver role in the offense? It's not Jerry Judy, even though I like Judy. Hey, more Jerry Judy's a lot more Michael Thomas Ooh. than Cortland Sutton. Is. I was going to say, I think not, not even Jerry close. Judy. Not even yes, close. Yes, he is. No, yes, he I is. Think it is. He might not be nearly as tall, but he's a lot more Jer- Michael Thomas than Jerry or than Cortland Sutton is. Cortland Jerry Sutton Judy is very Marquise Colson, which is nice. But guess what? If it doesn't hit, it's going to be miserable. Thank you for saying that. I was like, Cortland uh, Sutton's Marcus Colston. That's a throwback. Yep. But like, like Colston won me some fantasy games, but it was it was straight up boomer bust. It was like mm-hmm. like uh, Colston like and went Colston off was or he was disappointed. Yeah, that's the same mold of wide receiver that we're talking about. No, here. He wasn't. What are you? No, talking? he was not. Uh, Colston was, was from, from a box from a from a player profile. Absolutely. Colson. I don't I don't trust player profiler with anything. So not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Not, not player profiler from a player profile. I know. I'm just I'm just <laughs> fucking around with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is why we're the best of frenemies right now. Yeah. <laughs> Look, here, here's where I agree with why I agree with Justin when it comes to Jared Judy, because I, I don't remember exactly where I have him ranked, but I'm pretty sure it's fairly similar. Um I said it a few weeks ago that whenever this team reshapes to be after Russell Wilson and Sean Payton's eye here, they're going to build it around Jerry Judy as far as the receivers go. Corton Sutton won't, he might not be on this team anymore. Uh, you know, uh, as Jagger said, Tim Patrick going down with another injury is just poor kid, poor guy. I feel for the guy. That's, that's brutal. But, uh, Jerry Judy's going to be the guy that they build this team around going forward. So that's why I, I'm higher on him than, uh, maybe others are. So I'm right there with you, Justin. I happen to think oh boy, that you're right both, you're, you're both, well, I think Chuck and Justin are wrong. I think that they both are, are right. Excuse me. I think that <laughs> they both have been incredibly, they both have been incredibly disappointed. Like for what you've paid for both of yeah. them, they've been a Absolutely. disappointment. Yeah. But at the same time, if you want to pick out of disappointments, you got to pick Judy. Like, like, like he's the youngest disappointing child therefore he has the most potential um so we'll move on to my rankings next uh yes over here i think oh did you already move it no it's the next one yeah. I, I was doing yeah. it for you don't worry about it oh oh, oh, oh okay. sorry sorry yeah here I we went go to do this, it looks too, more, so. <laughs> this looks more like mine um i don't i didn't think mine were that crazy but i posted mine to twitter and um you don't even don't, have Jerry even, Judy in your top 24. Jeez. I know. I know. I don't like, like <laughs> this is a perfect transition. I do not have Jerry Judy in my top 24. And the only one I would 100% replace, like, and, and to explain process here, I guess, to, to rankings, because people have asked me all over the place. So, like, how much does like perceived value matter? 
the reason why Christian Watson's in that 23 spot and not Jerry Judy or Quentin Johnson is perceived value. That's the only thing holding him up for me is, is that perceived value, but he would go right in that slot. Everyone else uh, with Cooper cup, that's a little different now, but everyone else I firmly would rather have over Jerry Judy. One, I like Marvin Mims over at the Broncos as well, but the real thing that got everyone up in arms and I'm happy I'm, I'm home. I'm with family where you guys uh, don't ostracize me for having Brandon Ayuk as a top 12 wide receiver. But um, I, I got called unhinged. Um, I got a whole thing on on why Brandon Ayuk could never be a wide receiver one. It's impossible. Uh, what do you guys think? Actually, I already know what you think. Uh, yeah. Tell me why I'm right. Uh, Andrew, go ahead. Start. <laughs> we, we've all been pretty vocal about why we, we like yeah. Brandon Ayuk this, this offseason. So, um I think I ranked him a little bit lower than you. I, I honestly can't remember. I'll, I'll remember once we bring up my rankings. But, um, you know, I, I think he's – I think Debo Samuel is, is going to start to skid – continue to skid backwards and bring out you because once again the future of that wide receiver core on that team, um, as especially as they settle into eventually figuring out who their long-term starter is going to be. So I think the the idea here is going to be to kind of build around Ayuk. Same reasons why I like Judy. I just like Ayuk more. Yeah, and, and like the argument that I've heard is like like wide receiver one isn't in his range of excuse me uh, being a wide receiver one not the wide receiver one isn't in his sure. range of outcomes. Uh, I, here here's the thing the big the big questions that that the, the numbers folks have brought up to me is that last year the 49ers offense was too explosive that it can't be repeated. So you're telling me that they had a historically explosive offense. That means even if they have a regular explosive offense. That, that like it's still pretty good. So the 49ers are too explosive. And I, I, that's the dumbest argument I've ever heard. I, I just, I'm just going to shove past that. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. The next one is that there's too many weapons. This is an argument that I'm willing to listen to to an extent if it wasn't for the fact that you used and deploy tight ends and running backs differently. This is me getting in the, 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 the X's and O's a bit, but I don't know. Justin, Please. you're the 49ers guy. So I ask you is, uh, Running backs, last time I, I checked, most of the time they live their life in the backfield. So there's always going to be someone in the X spot or in a flanker spot, and I think that that's going to be Brandon Ayuk. Next, do you really think that Debo Samuel is that good? Because everything has told us that the win season he popped off was a little bit of a fluke. I, I just don't get it. Like You're the 49ers fan. Tell me why these people are crazy and, and argument against the, the – um, the Brandon Ayuk, it's impossible for him to be wide receiver one argument. Like, like bring bring them to reality, Justin. Please help me. Well, there's just a, there's a lot of people that live in the that we really narrow ourselves. Like, we want to think that we're really big minded and we're really like outside the box in the fantasy world, but we're really not. People that are saying that Brandon Ayuk can't be wide receiver one are still thinking the 49ers are going to run the ball predominantly. Yeah. Um, let's face it. This ought. Kyle Shanahan got a taste of what it was to score 30 plus points a game for the last nine games. He's not going back. He doesn't want to go back. That's why he's got Brock Purdy over Trey Lance right now. Cause he was looking at it and he was just like, well, I was scoring 30 points every single game. I was taking out a historic division rival in the Seattle Seahawks by over 25 points in a playoff game. And I was doing it with all of my weapons. Listen, Debo Samuel, from all accounts of what training camp has been telling us, Debo Samuel is coming in in the best shape of his career. So I am not against drafting Debo Samuel. 
but I will not draft him at his ADP price when it drops as it has been dropping and people have been passing up on him because they all feel the same way. Then I will draft him because whether you like it or not, he can take a negative five yard screen and turn it into a 75 yard touchdown. That's just how he works. He is different when he gets the ball on his hands. Brandon Ayuk though, the, everything that's coming out of camp right now. And like, I would go to you guys for, you know, ears to the ground on Patriot stuff, but everything coming out of camp right now is he is the most dominant player in camp. He is the guy who is untouched. Like they're, they've put so many corners on him. Nobody can hang with him. Ward can't hang with him. Um, Freaking, you know, Diamador Lenore an emerging corner last year. Can't hang with him. These guys, nobody's sticking. He is just wide open. He's catching contested passes. Anybody's throwing it to him wide, he's going up and grabbing it. Everything that I've been hearing, he almost seems like he's Mike Williams if Mike Williams was doing what he did two years ago and was running every single route. Like he was just everywhere and there was nothing that was escaping his radius. So everybody who's like out on Brandon Ayuk, draft Brandon Ayuk and prove these motherfuckers wrong because he's going to be a huge asset next year. When you were thinking about this guy as a low-end wide receiver, too, and he is in the top 12, I guarantee it. I'm stamping it right now. If he plays at least 15 games, he's finishing top 12. Yep, I agree. Chuck, take us home on this before we go roast Andrew and Justin for uh, fading AJ Brown. <laughs> I don't disagree with anything. that any, I don't disagree with anything any of you guys said because I love Ayuk and I think he's supremely talented. I just think that the offense itself is the only trepidation. I mean, I still think you could make a you could make a strong argument that he is the third best player on the offense. I'm not saying that's the case, but you could make a damn good argument that Kittle and McCaffrey are better players. The offense itself it features all kinds of different things, right? You talked about RB slots or RB usage. Well, McCaffrey since he got traded to the 49ers, he had an A dot of like 2.4. They put their backs downfield. They use them as wide receivers. They spread the ball out tremendously and they attack mismatches. Jeff Wilson's A dot when he was traded from the 49ers to the um, Dolphins, it went down like almost a full. They use all of their guys like that, not just McCaffrey. So you have to be careful about where this, you know, where the touches are going to. You know that Debo's going to be involved. I think he's a long term buy. That's why I agree with you guys. I think he's the future of the team, not just now, but long term. So that's why I'm completely fine with him over somebody like Higgins, who I love, over somebody like, you know, Drake London, who I love. I mean, it's it, you're betting on talent. Uh, and, you know, the 49ers offense is always going to be super relevant. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll pay the bills one more time, and then we'll go over Andrews and Chuck's rankings next. Jazz, Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for all-purpose online wagering. For over 20 years, Jazz has provided the best and quickest payouts in sports and entertainment wages. Live sports betting, covering all the major sports leagues, and even into the new and exciting world of esports. Down the stretch you'll come, with Jazz's online horse wagering. Get paid when you play with Jazz's fun and exciting online casino games. Go online now and use the promo code TSS for our new members deals. Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for online wagering. Jazz Casino, everybody. Make sure to use those codes because that's the way we get paid until we get more viewers. Uh, so next we go to Andrew's rankings. And 
boy, I, I you have Devonta Smith over AJ Brown. Uh, I, I, Justin had him low too. So this is your rankings, Andrew. So we'll, you start first, and then we'll just go from there. Just just take it away. Please explain this to me. I, I will oh, say I do have him slightly higher than than Justin. Um, so that can be worth for whatever it is. No, my oh, reason for Devontae Smith. Don't shoot oh. me now. I was on your team, bro. <laughs> down. Down. Shut me down like a dog in the street. My, <laughs> my reasoning, my, my reasoning is because um, I'm not convinced. So one, I think Devontae Smith, this is the year Devontae Smith's going to take a, a bigger jump over AJ Brown anyways, as far as production in the offense, but also I don't see AJ Brown, finishing out his contract extension with the Eagles because they're going to have to up re-up both Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts here in the, in the next couple of years. I could see them getting out of A.J. Brown's contract in a trade um, in that last year of his contract, and who knows what type of team of production he's going to be going to. He's not going to be on the high-flying Phillies um, off Philadelphia Eagles offense anymore. So for that reason, from a long-term stance, look, I think A.J. Brown is still going to be completely capable here in the next year or two. Um, as a as a top ten potential receiver, but just long term, I like Devonte Smith uh, being stable and set in a high powered offense with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. Mm. Justin, um, what's your reasoning? Is it is it that? Is it something different? Is it more convincing? Because I still think Andrew's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's a little of that. I, I think Devontae Smith is more of the legitimate uh, possession X receiver. I think he will get targeted a lot more in this offense going into his, I believe, third season, if I'm correct. And so, yeah, so I think that, you know, we're going to see A.J. Brown and um, – AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, kind of be like the, the Eagles versions of T Higgins and Jamar Chase, but I think that they actually want to give Devonta Smith the ball, unlike T Higgins' aspect of it, where he's always going to be our dream wide receiver one, top twelve guy, but he just never makes it because you know Jamar Chase is on the other side. I think that's not the case with Devonta Smith. He proved last year that he can do just as much as AJ Brown can, and I think he can do. So, so yeah. So I'm gonna I'm yeah. rolling with Devonta Smith long term here. I think he's he's the future of the Eagles' offense. And you know, Andrew put it well. I think that there could be a trade or a reduction in contract in the near future for AJ Brown. I mean, let's also remember AJ Brown has a legit history of injuries, and those soft tissue injuries do mount up, kind of like what Andrew was just talking about. That Brian was talking about with the hamstrings. Soft tissue injuries kind of just always are nagging and they're always there. Devonta Smith, for what it is worth, and I am knocking on wood right now, the Slim Reaper has been spotless in his record. He has made it to every single game that he is supposed to. Mm. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know about you, Chuck. It's hard for me to get yeah, that. Man. I, I think AJ Brown I, is just really I, good. Yeah. Go, go. I don't. Do you guys want to tell me what the Eagles' passing rankings were before they acquired A.J. Brown and then after? And let me know who you think the difference maker on the team is after they give him. They trade a first-round pick and give him a $100 million contract. They had Devonta Smith on the team before him. This is the guy that makes the offense go. He's the guy who takes Jalen Hurts 
off script and says, fuck it, A.J. Brown down there somewhere. I'm throwing him the ball. He's the one that makes all of this go. He's the guy there. That's not knocking Devonta Smith. He's very close in my rankings as well. But he is the game-breaking wide receiver on this team. There's so many other factors, though, that up that brought their passing rankings higher, though. Not just A.J. Brown. It was the the development and, and rise of Jalen Hurst, which, yes, A.J. Brown had a part of that. To I, A.J. I Brown. <laughs> I won't disagree with that, but that was a part of it. But there was also coaching changes in there. There was also Devontae Smith, the rise of him. Like it, it wasn't just AJ Brown though that, that brought those passing. I think the fact that he was the catalyst. He he was he was the. But it yeah, doesn't mean that he's going to be the, the long term solution. This isn't always the long term solution. The yeah. catalyst just bring it. But I mean, like, look at what that projects for a player of his skill set long term. When you can bring him into one of the lowest volume passing offenses in the league. And he can bring that sort of element to the team. There were a large segment of people, probably the majority of people, who didn't even think Jalen Hurts was capable of being a passer in this league long term. And now he's viewed as one of the most efficient. That's he, he AJ Brown is just as much a stamp on that as anybody else in the in the equation. Yeah, um I, that's that's where I'm at. I think that AJ Brown is a younger Jamar Chase. Maybe Jamar Chase is a little bit better. But like their game styles are the like same. They are. I mean, oh, excuse me, older Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. Sorry, other no, older yeah, yeah. Jamar Chase. Like their games are about the same. Very yeah. much so. Yeah, I was going to use that similar comp for what he's able to do because he gets a big. What is what's similar with Jamar Chase? Right, they have these raps as these like absolute big play game breakers, but they're both also expert technicians. Uh, and I think that gets overlooked a lot when we talk about these guys, and yeah. not just these two wide receivers. A lot of the elite guys. Yeah, it's like a double move for the guy, but these guys with that level of athleticism is like insane. Because if you bite, they're gonna burn you because they got like sub four four speed. And not only that, these are six one jacked monsters. Like they're built like Debo, but they actually are good at wide receivers. So it's just it's hard for me to. To, to put him any lower than Garrett Wilson there. But again, like it's hard for me to argue guys against your Devontae Smith arguments as well. Cause I think like this whole narrative where Devontae, like, it's almost the same mold as Brandon Ayuk where like, well, it's impossible for him to be good unless Dallas Goddard or uh, AJ Brown are hurt. One, I think Devontae Smith is just as a football perspective is much more talented than Dallas Goddard. I'm not saying Dallas Goddard isn't a good tight end, but when it comes, if you ask any team, would you rather have Dallas Goddard or Devontae Smith? It's not even a question that they'd rather have Devontae Smith. That's just, that's why I don't understand why people get caught up. So Mm -hmm. with uh, that being said, um, we'll move on to Chuck's rankings. Oh boy. And uh, Chuck's here are, he's a, his are a lot closer to mine per se. They're not like crazy or anything like that. Uh, but where people, again, I'm, I'm going off of like Twitter and what's been going on there. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba already top 12. I've been there. Why are you there? I'm just reading the landscape. I think he's got caught in this blender of what is perceived as a potentially disappointing wide receiver class in comparison to previous years. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the big name, so people like to attach a little bit of negativity to him and the fact that he went to a team with two other pretty good wide receivers. So there's a lot of poo-pooing and reasonable poo-pooing going on with him. But I just think he's a supremely talented player, and he's going to be the next man up there 
sooner than people realize. Um, and that's a team that's putting a lot stronger emphasis on the passing game. So I think he'll be, you know, I think he's going to be what a lot of people would have continued to rank DK Metcalf as going forward had they not made this draft pick. So you just slide him in there instead. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Um, and he's showing out in camp. And I know this is just coach speak and uh, players talking and hyping him up, but everyone says that JSN has been the most talented player in that locker room. And you think about what he did in college and the wide receiver room that he's, that he's in probably one of the best wide receiver rooms I've ever seen in my um, uh, football career, whatever, or analyst career, whatever the fuck you want to call it. As long as I've watched football, I've never seen it. He's forced himself onto the field. And the only thing that has taken him off is the title. That's that's an Ohio State problem. That's not a GSM problem. Yeah, like, yeah I'll let you have that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> fuck Ohio State. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, still always fuck Ohio State. But mm. for fantasy, I love JSN. <laughs> I love their mm. receivers. So, like, so like that's where I'm at. So I didn't think it was too crazy. And then for your, your last little nugget here, Hang on, my notes got all jumbled. Um, Talk to me about Quentin Johnston. Why do you think he's already top 24? Tell me. Because the reports coming out of training camp is that he is the most impressive player on the roster. No, I just think that he's going to be uh, – I think it's the same reason that I would argue for uh, JSN. Uh, I, think that, I think that he's the next man up on what will be the pre- one of the premier offenses in the league for the next 10 years. Uh, I think he's an extremely talented guy, and I think he's checking off the hater boxes pretty quickly. I mean, like I'm not going to put a ton of stock into training camp slow motion videos against you know much smaller cornerbacks in seven-on-seven drills. Uh, but I just haven't seen anything from him that would give me even the slightest doubt of reasonable concern. And it's just tough, you know, because we're doing rankings, right? We're not doing tiers. I have him in the same tier as Zay Flowers. Um, so it's not like it looks worse when you're looking at it one-to-one. But, I mean, I just have a lot of optimism for a lot of these guys and their situations being attached to strong quarterbacks going forward. Yeah, um, I, I've I've come around. I was one of those, quote-unquote, Quentin Johnson haters and like let me explain to some because one I've seen from like Drew uh Bean Counter whatever like whatever you know him as but over at Bulletproof any Quentin Johnson highlights he says body catcher and you talk to anyone who's watched the amount of films someone like me has seen on Quentin Johnson he didn't do the things that he is doing at camp in college. And I can only yeah, grade. Crazy. I can oh yeah, I can only grade what I saw in college. You know, like if he was doing that shit in college, I'm in like fuck yeah, 2J wide receiver three still because I like Zay Flowers. But regardless, yeah, I, I think like, I think we've all had somebody on our teams before that practice a little bit better than they actually perform in the game. Um that doesn't that doesn't amaze me. What amazes me is that he couldn't get off the block against Keely Ringo, who's a third-round pick. Yeah, I mean, there's it, it, you made an excellent point. It's still training camp, you know, and like I don't want the guy to succeed, you know, but like it, you know, I, I no longer hate people for having their top twenty-four. So with mm. that being said, we'll jump back to kind of JSN. I notice you have DK Metcalf kind of low, even for me. Is it mm-hmm. because you like JSN that much more, or, or what's your thought process there? I do. I think he's going to take that baton. Uh, Tyler Lockett's held for the last several years. Will he be perpet- he'll be perpetually drafted lower and yet will perform as well, if not better. I don't think DK Metcalf is going to age well um, as a wide receiver. 
So, you know, that, that that's tough for me. I still love, you know, what he, me, he, he makes the offense go in a certain way that the other guys just can't. So you have to include him there, um, you know, especially at age too. God, when you look at it, every time I see a picture of him, I'm like, God, man, he's got to be close to getting 30. He's like, no, he's fucking still only 25. So you, you have to give him a lot of credit still. Uh, I just think that his ceiling has been capped and I can only give him so much credit unless the offensive passing, you know, attack there can shift itself from efficiency to volume in the next several years. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm, I'm, I've been low on DK Metcalf. I get he's an alpha and all that, but like, I'll, I'll, I'll keep saying it until it's wrong. A hundred percent. It's a, he's a, he is a high end gadget player to my opinion. Like he's very, very good at what he does, but players like Lockett and JSN, you put them anywhere. You put Lockett on the outside. You put him in the middle or in the slot. You can put him in flanker, and this dude gets open. Um, mm-hmm. He will not fight for extra yards. He will fall down. But that's <laughs> yeah. also kind of you, you, you got to think that has to do with his longevity here. Sure. Um, yeah. So, like at the end of the day, guys, these are rankings. One thing we'll do in the future is we'll put these guys in a buckets and tiers. Because, like, like what, what I want to like, uh, yeah, for for quarterbacks, for instance, on here, like, like I. I, I personally think if you walk away from a fantasy football draft and you have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, or um, Jalen Hurts, you have a very, very good player. Is there someone I may prefer a little bit? That's fine. And same thing wide receivers. If I have Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, and Garrett Wilson, I'm grinning my little ass off. You know, I'm posting screenshots and flexing on everyone because I got a good player. So when you guys take these rankings, make sure that you kind of think about how the, the buckets that we have them in and then um, make your own. Because, like, again, these are what we think and we give you our reasoning. Don't get caught up in, you know, costing it in on Twitter. I actually do that because it generates SEO. And you guys have given me a lot of followers here lately. So if we want to talk about the business. <laughs> nice. So. Um, I, I, I would like to ask real quick, did anybody else have, I think one of you guys did, Chris Olave was kind of an interesting one. Um, I thought there, I know somebody had him relatively low, maybe like six, 15, something like that. Or is that crazy? I just wanted to see, that was one, I was looking for other crazy outliers and I don't mean to hold us there up. There it is yeah, right I there. Yeah, I guess somebody had, yeah, I had, I had him at 15. I missed that so one. I, uh, yeah, we, can I get a quick? We got can I get minutes. a little why? Yeah, 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 just a quick why. That's mainly just because I love Chris Olave. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have no clue what the hell that offense is going to look like going forward. Basically, that's really mm-hmm. what it comes down to. I think he's a. I think he's a game changer, a playmaker. Um, mm-hmm. I I need to see a bit bit of what the future looks like before I put him ahead of. Um, DJ guys Moore like Drake, Drake London, DJ Moore, J- yeah. JSN, Brandon Ayuk, you know, like that's just they all those other guys seem to be a bit more stable in my eyes. That's all. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, now, that, now that, that we're here, I actually have one quick question. How long <laughs> do you think Amari Cooper has in Dynasty? Because Dynasty 21, that's kind of like one of those things that's eye popping for me because, you know, I always look at Dynasty through like a three to five year window. Do you think that Amari has three years? I, w- I won't lie, Amari might have accidentally slipped through my rankings here and stuck at 21 when I meant to come on board. <laughs> <So Brian laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I might he have got a little blurry online. vision looking at all the names and, and meant to move him a little lower because I'm looking at that now and, and totally agree with you. 
And that's one of those things in redraft. He's probably 21, maybe a little bit higher. But in Dynasty, you're playing year to year with Amari at this point. And and you don't know what what Cleveland is at. So, like, again, guys, like, sometimes when you look at these rankings, they are dynasties. So, it's a lot of perceived value is going ahead of guys that you know are going to produce right now. But that'll do it for the show, guys. Again, I am fantasy blue chip also known as jagger and with me as always is chuck bass uh you can see him on his other podcast this guy sucks where he does blind dates with other analysts they're very hilarious and then with us always here to save your lineups fantasy jesus justin Rare, and then the host of divots and pivots podcast andrew leduc mr sophistication this week he's chugging from the bottle so we'll just yeah, like it's, sophisticated this week. it's not I'm saving it's not it all for the expo <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll see you next week folks later